Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything, I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, boys and girls, joining you again from the Probo Show studio. A big good morning to the people joining me live in the audience. That's Vero, Bridge, Born to Iron Man, and others. How are you doing out there, friends? It's um, it's Tuesday, uh, 8.30 p... No, a.m. Central European Time, 2.30 a.m. for our friends Eastern Standard Time, and uh, 3.30 in the afternoon for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How are you doing? Oh, my God. Did I torture the elves this morning? Yes, I did. And they gave us one hell of a show. In today's 100 Humans, I asked them, what word would you use to describe a very attractive person yeah 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 you know it's time to it's time, it's time to practice some english in the show don't you think um que palabra usarías para describir un, a una persona muy atractiva Ooh. será posible vaya nivelazo is it even possible um then in today's complete the news we um we find out we find out what's a public health problem in Australia. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Um, and if we have time, we'll um, we'll take a look at Mel Gibson's new movie. Um, I'm a bit under the weather today, says Vero, but a pie del cañón, as always. Good morning. No worries, Pedro. How are you doing? And, and Vero, get well soon. Get well soon. Uh, elves, some... Um, Puedes animar a Vero, por favor. Thank you. Thank you. Get well soon, Vero. Um, one of the one of the jefes of the warriors, I would say. Nice festive background. Yeah, if you're not joining the show live, which you should be every day, eight thirty Central European time. Um, occasionally, we do the show from my home studio, which is like Santa's grotto today, <laughs> or has been recently, at least. Um, is it a disco? It's like a like imagine the kind of disco Santa would have gone to when he was a teenager. <laughs> it's like that. Um, okay, and then we move on to today's unpopular opinion, which is physical attraction is overrated in relationships. Ooh. La atracción física está sobrevalorada en las relaciones. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Facet uh, arguments. <laughs> All right, um, and then in today's... Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm here, you're here. Let's just go ahead and see what's going on in the world today. Um, people are spending hundreds a month on dating apps as free versions become borderline unusable. Hmm. La gente está gastando cientos al mes en aplicaciones de citas Ya que las versiones gratuitas se vuelvan casi inutilizables. No, I got that completely wrong. Inutilizables. Oh, God. Do I get an envelope for the auto-correction? How are you doing, Rafelka? Good morning, good morning. More people joining us in the live audience. So, yeah, this is a um, uh, nivelazo from Rafelka. Thank you. Será posible. Vaya nivelazo. <laughs> Um, okay, I don't know. Like, we have obviously a lot of American listeners, a lot of Australian listeners, a lot of listeners from the UK, from all over the world, from Russia, South Africa. You guys know, you see them in the chat. But, you know, I live in Spain and I love my Spanish brothers and sisters. So, you know, I hope you take inspiration from the fact that I struggle with my Spanish and um, <laughs> and see me struggling and it gives you some some kind of sucker in the fact that we all make mistakes. <laughs> so this is a, a CNBC article and it discusses the increasing cost of dating apps. So yeah, very much in line with today's unpopular opinion and 100 humans, right? It's highlighting a shift from free to paid services. Unlike um, uh, users like Channing Muller, who's, um, uh, who features in this article, who moved to Chicago and joined multiple dating apps, sometimes spend over $100 a month. Oh, do you know how much, Channing, do you know how much, um, how much Netflix you can get for $100 a month? 
Yeah, if it's a choice between spending $100 a month on dating or on Netflix, HBO, and, um, and Disney, Channing, go home, you drunk. That gets the Provo stamp of approval. Oh, dude. I mean, look, okay, okay. Like, like, we're not going to judge, guys. Um, inutilizables or inutiles. Thank you, Vero. Será posible. Vaya nivelazo. If there's any other people out there, by the way, learning Spanish, you know, it's just you can just practice, man. Just speak. And uh, for especially for, uh, for our non-native speakers who are learning English on this um, show, you know, it's not about making mistakes. It's about communicating, having fun, using the language. That's it. Um, let's continue. Anyway, um, so yeah, this guy is spending $100 a month on a dating app. About 35% of American dating app users have paid for these services, with the average user spending around $20 monthly. However, some apps offer VIP memberships like The League's, get this, $999, uh, yeah, $999 weekly or $2,499 monthly fee. And Tinder and Hinge's 500 and 600 monthly subscriptions. Can you imagine ever spare? I mean, look, I'm not judging you if you're out there. I've been, you know, I'm king of the lonely man. <laughs> but I would rather watch Netflix. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Rob, having your level of Spanish for an Englishman living in Spain for 20 years is truly inspirational. <laughs> look, I can I can get by. You're not going to... Look, I know people, I know English and American people who live in Spain that don't speak a word. At least I try. Good morning, Carmen. How are you doing? Okay, so there you go. Yeah. So this trend is driven by companies seeking revenue growth and users feeling that apps are essentially for finding love. The article notes that while paid features can enhance the dating experience, they don't guarantee success in love. And the high costs are leading some, like Muller, to reconsider their use. It's a weird, um, weird paradigm in modern dating, right? you feel kind of almost compelled to use these apps because it's so hard to strike up conversation in uh, in, in your day-to-day -day life. Like I, as a man, right, would never, like when I was a teenager, I had no, I made no bonds. If I found someone attractive, I would walk up to them in a bar. Hey, how you doing? Do you want a drink? If I did that, I would feel like such a creep. So society is almost pushing us in the in the direction of using apps. So at least we're only talking to other people who are who are looking for love, right? And they don't work. <laughs> I mean, the free versions, as it says in this CNBC article, are almost unusable. So what is even the point, friends? What's the point? Oh, anyway. Um, Pedro says, honestly, what benefits do you get with a VIP subscription? Really? I have no idea. Do you get featured matches or better reviews? Yeah, I think dating apps need reviews. <laughs> yeah, no, penis size average. <laughs> um, what I think, Pedro, to answer your question, the benefits with the VIP subscriptions, I think they show you to more users. And they show you two kind of users that may match with you better to increase your engagement on these apps. I mean, they just turned into paid social media services at this point. I just, I hate the idea. I mean, look, I've used dating apps when I was single. I've used them. I mean, come on, who hasn't? Um, but I just do find it so kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Superficial is the word I'm looking for. It's so superficial, you know. Here is what my face looks like. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Anyone that would date me, they're not dating me because I'm a, I'm a handsome, are they? <laughs> Ooh, I really want a man that looks like a middle-aged egg. <laughs> I'm looking for a guy that looks like the geek emoji, but with no hair. <laughs> no one's look. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I like I do. I do well in the sphere of being able to talk to someone I'm interested in. <laughs> Let's continue on with the next piece of news, shall we? Uh, fascinating research, right, from a university in Hungary. This is coming from ParadePets.com. Uh, fascinating research shows 
dogs actively try to make humans laugh. Una investigación fascinante muestra que los perros intentan activamente hacer reír a los humanos. A study from a university in Hungary shared on TikTok by Petlab.co reveals that dogs actively try to make humans laugh because they can sense our emotions, including happiness and sadness. The research led by Veronica Connock found that dogs and humans interpret social information similarly, um, particularly responding to positive sounds like laughter. This suggests that when a dog makes you smile, it's a deliberate act to bring joy into your life. We do not deserve dogs. We humans, we don't deserve dogs. We deserve cats. <laughs> I know I've got a cat lover in the chat, at least one. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> the study also highlights the beneficial effects of pets on children's nonverbal communication and explains the effectiveness of dogs in support therapy roles, underscoring the value, um, the valuable emotional bond between dogs and humans. I always found it, um, uh, I always found it kind of weird that um, I always find it kind of kind of weird that people that some people just don't actively don't like dogs. I mean, there's a difference between being scared of dogs and not liking dogs, right? Um, but people who actively don't like dogs, I find that odd because we as humans have evolved with this um, uh, with this symbiotic relationship with dogs for hundreds of thousands of years. I mean, it's almost more natural. It's almost more natural to um, uh, to share life with a dog than it is not. You know what I mean? So yeah, we've evolved as a species alongside these animals. So I always find it kind of odd that, um, uh, that, that there are people out there who actively hate dogs. Um, but this is, um, this kind of, if you're a dog owner, this piece of news really comes as no surprise to you. I remember there's points in time where I've been upset and my dogs have, you know, sidled over to me and sat on my lap. Yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah, I don't know. But um, a beautiful piece of news there. And while we're on the topic of dogs, guys, a groundbreaking anti-aging drug for dogs is getting closer to FDA approval. Un medicamento revolucionario contra el envejecimiento. Oh my God, that's not a word for English mouths. Un medicamento revolucionario contra el envejecimiento de para perros se acerca a obtener aprobación de la FDA. Groundbreaking anti-aging drug for dogs moves closer to gaining FDA approval. A groundbreaking anti-aging drug for large breeds of dogs developed by San Francisco biotech company Loyal is nearing FDA approval. So this is this is a medication to slow aging in your dog, but it has to be a big dog. Dogs of around 40 pounds. I don't even know what that is in 40 pounds. Let's ask an elf in kilograms. That's an 18 kilogram dog. Okay, so you know, a fairly a fairly large dog. Oh, not, that means my dogs don't qualify. Oh, wop, wop, Um. So yeah, um, this is a, an anti-aging medicine for for dogs. Um, that is uh, is close to FDA approval for medium to large sized dogs. Um, the drug, which could significantly impact the lifespan and quality of life for large dogs, is administered by injection every three to six months with a daily pill version in development. It is expected to be available by 2026. Crazy stuff, guys. Crazy stuff. So if you're a dog owner and you just want a dog that's going to be alive longer than you, there you go now. I know they like dogs and the new parrots. Um, and finally, finally in the news today, a massive study, another scientific study that just didn't need to happen, friends. Go home, scientists. You're drunk. Um, a massive study finds a link between commuting, desplazamiento, para, uh, despa, desplazamiento al trabajo. Um, massive, massive study finds a link between commuting and poor mental health. Un amplio estudio encuentra un vínculo entre el desplazamiento al trabajo 
y, al, y la mala salud mental. A comprehensive study involving on over 23,000 South Koreans has revealed a significant link between long, to, long commuting times and poor mental health. The study found that individuals with commutes longer than an hour are 16% more likely to exper experience depressive symptoms compared to those with shorter commutes under 30 minutes. I'm right there on the 35 to 40 minute thing. I don't drive to work. I go on the Madrid, Madrid Metro, which is even worse, the Madrid Underground. Factors such as being unmarried, working over 52 hours a week, and not having children were particularly associated with poor mental health in men. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Factors like being unmarried, are you sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying my mental health is pretty great right now. <laughs> um, no offense, ladyboys joining me in the chat. That was a joke. I've got all the jokes. <laughs> um, anyway, wait, wait, wait. Um, um, 52 hours a week, not having children. Yeah, okay. While in women, the impact was more pronounced among low-income workers, shift workers, and those with children. <laughs> yeah, no surprise. So there's a mental health impact in having children. Uh, really? Oh, uh, what? <laughs> that gets the Probo stamp of approval. I'm not, look, if you've got kids out there, If you've got kids out there, I get it. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Um, I'm not trying to troll you out there. I'm just reading the medical facts, friends, from this new story. <laughs> um, <laughs> the study, which used data from the fifth Korean Working Condition Survey and considered various factors like age, income, work hours, suggests that long commutes can reduce time um, for stress relief and physical recovery, thereby impacting mental health. However, it does not establish a direct cause and effect relationship. So there you go, commute less. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know how anyone is supposed to sort that out. You get the job that offers you work, right? It's not like you, you look for work in your in a, an immediate radius of your house. Come on, come on. Uh, silly links made by statistics. I always wonder which random criteria are chosen to find the link. Yeah. Probo that gets the Probo stamp of approval. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you, friends. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, scientists, you need to stop smoking marijuana. Okay. That gets the Instant. Probo stamp of approval. Yesterday, what did we do? A new story on like how science has created transparent wood. I mean, really? Is that what you're doing with your time? You know, Carl Sagan was up here in the 70s talking about how we're all made of stardust. <laughs> Now we're making transparent wood and saying, you know what? Commutes make you sad. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Well done. <laughs> all right. On that note, friends, let's go to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. <laughs> Commuting to work makes you sad. Really? Next thing you'll be telling me is that water is wet. The sky is what color now? Blue? Oh, surprise, surprise. All right, guys. It's unpopular opinion time. Today's unpopular opinion is physical attraction is overrated in relationships. La atracción física está sobrevalorada en las relaciones. Um, physical attraction is overrated in relationships. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Um, let's dig into it right now. Okay. Um, in the pro column, in the pro column, agreeing that it's overrated. Sobrevalorada. Deep emotional connection. Relationships built on emotional and intellectual compatibility tend to have a stronger foundation. Qualities like kindness, humor, empathy often outlast physical appearance and can sustain a long-term, a relationship long-term. Okay, okay, okay. Can we get, can we have a bit of a reality check right now? How do you think most people meet each other nowadays? Um, show of hands in the audience. I think most of them are meeting using online dating apps. You know, I'm just going to meet a person, go for coffee, see what they're like. Most people aren't kind of out there on the prowl, not in the current climate, okay? And, you know, Tinder, when you open Tinder or a Likewise app, are you scrolling through people's quality 
qualities like kindness. Oh, this person looks looks humorous. <laughs> of course you're not. Of course you're not. It's a meat market and you're scrolling through people's through people judging them based on their physical appearance. Let's be let's be straight. Anyway, let's continue. Um, physical appearance changes over time due to aging, health issues, or other factors. A relationship heavily reliant on physical attraction may struggle to withstand these inevitable changes. True story. True story. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stay looking like this, like this bald, geeky-looking Adonis for the rest of my life, friends. <laughs> yeah, with a you know, with a heavy with a he heavy dollop of irony. That gets the Probo <laughs> stamp of approval. Just a little bit of sarcasm. Um, okay, substance over surface. Relationships that prioritize deeper, um, prioritize deeper values and shared life goals or um, over physical attraction can be more fulfilling. Shared interests, mutual respect, and aligned values can lead to more profound and lasting connection. And finally, in the pro column, overemphasis on physical attraction can be limiting and superficial. Recognizing and appreciating a person beyond their physical attributes fosters a more inclusive and accepting approach to relationships. Okay, those are the, you know, all the people on Instagram. By the way, on Instagram, I, I asked people this. On Instagram, they said... 62% true. Calls to do. Of course they do. Look at my cute selfie. Don't you want to marry me? <laughs> look how look how nice I look in a bikini. <laughs> the dead den of um, of superficiality that Instagram is. Of course they think true. Let's look at the let's look at the cons. People that say perhaps more realistically, physical attraction is an important. Um, aspect of relationships. Let's let's dig in. Physical attraction is often what initially draws people together. It can be be an essential element in sparking romantic interest and is a natural part of human biology and chemistry. I mean, true story, right? It's not like you know. It's not like you sat in a bar and you look across the way there and you see you see someone. And you go, my God, look at that personality. <laughs> Look at the bald guy with the glasses. I bet he's got a great personality. <laughs> no one's thinking, no, that's not how. That's not how it's ever been done, you know? Okay, next. Physical intimacy. I, I'm, look, I'm being facetious. I know, you know, there are lots of relationships that start as friends and you get, you know, you fall in love with the personality. I'm, not, I'm being facetious, but I am kind of serious in, in my belief that most relationships start uh, on a lot more of a superficial level, let's be honest. Okay, physical intimacy. Physical attraction can enhance sexual chemistry and satisfaction in a relationship, which is an important aspect of romantic partners for many people. True story. Um, Self-esteem and desire. Feeling physically attracted and um, to and desired by your partner can boost self-esteem and confidence in both partners, which can be beneficial for the relationship. And finally, overall compatibility. Physical attraction alongside emotional intelligence and intellectual compatibility contributes to the overall health and balance of a relationship. Neglecting any of these aspects can lead to issues or a self, a sense of incompleteness. Hmm. I mean, is a relationship a relationship without physical attraction? Or is that just friendship? Interesting. Interesting questions and a fascinating debate, right? Because I think we're, we're led to believe quite naively that, no, it's because you're, a, it's because you're beautiful on the inside. <laughs> Let's face it. No one's uploading photos of their beautiful insides. Last tree pass. <laughs> their guts on... Um, <laughs> on uh, Tinder, Happen, or any of these um, dating apps looking for a date, are they? They're not. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Let's um, uh, let's take a look at the chat, what people were saying here. 
Um, Vero says, true, physical attraction plays a very important role in a romantic relationship, but it should not be the key. Okay, you'll say, Mr. or Mrs. Charming doesn't exist, but you can never predict who you will fall in love with. True story. Rafelka says, it depends on if it's going to be a long-term relationship. True story. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. When I was a kid, I felt feel like there was one flavor of relationship. And that is, you are my partner, whether that be boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. You know, you are my partner. And we're tied, we're locked in. Now there are flavors. You know, I just want a situationship. I want a short-term uh, fling while I'm in it. I want to think it's just like so complicated. Trust humans to turn something as, as simple as being in a relationship <laughs> into this quagmire of complicatedness. Come on. Uh, are we uh, friends with benefits? Is this a situationship? Have you ever heard of that for a situationship? I'll get you a definition through the break. Uh, anyway, let's continue. Um, uh, Carmen says, the older I get, the more convinced I am that this is false. I would say it's true when I was younger, but I think a relationship won't last unless physical attractions exist. I hate to say it. It doesn't have to be physical attraction at first sight, of course. The problem here is to simplify these thoughts and turn the debate into dichotomy. Wow. That gets the provost stamp of approval. Great comment there. And quite right, too. I mean... It's, it's very romantic, isn't it? Um, uh, it's very romantic to have the idea that you just meet Miss or Mr. Right. Um, and, you know, you find them physically attractive, but it started off as an intellectual or emotional connection. But quite often, nine times out of ten, I would argue, it's the other way around. Starts off as a physical attraction, then bleeds into something more. So it's hard to argue its importance for me but is it overrated because that's the question um guys i'm going to post a poll in the chat and you are going to tell me is physical attractive attractiveness overrated in a relationship guys so many things you could have been doing this morning instead of doing those things you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the world see you soon hey guys if you'd like to support the show you can do so on patreon that's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian there you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professionalbohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professionalbohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. The Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you've just tuned in, it's currently 9 a.m. Central European Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. All right. Um, in the first part of the show, we spoke about um, people spending hundreds, literally hundreds a month on dating apps. Crazy. Crazy. Because, um, because basically the free versions are borderline unusable. That's coming. That's according to a report from CNBC or, or, or findings reported by CNBC.com. Um, then we then we looked at um, some uh, some dog news stories. As you know, a personal favorite of mine. Anything about dogs, given that I have two. Um, Fascinating research shows that dogs actively try and make humans laugh. Oh, dude, come on. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Humans don't deserve dogs. Humans don't deserve dogs. Dogs are too good for us. If you want to be loved unconditionally, get a dog, man. Get a dog. <laughs> that, like, in, in that case, physical attraction. It doesn't matter. A dog is going to love you if you're wearing your sweatpants like me. <laughs> um, and then we looked at um, a, a fascinating um, anti-aging drug that is getting closer for FDA approval, but not an aging drug, anti-aging drug for humans, no, for dogs that can apparently significantly impact their lifespan and quality of life. Craziness. Um, then we looked at a, a massive study finding a link. God, another scientific study that didn't need to exist. Common sense study. And finds a link between commuting and poor mental health. I mean, come on. Commuting makes you sad. <laughs> come on. 
Is there nothing better you can be doing with your time? Anyway. <laughs> then, um, uh, then we moved into today's unpopular opinion, which is physical attraction is overrated in relationships. La atracción física está sobrevalorada en las relaciones. Okay, so um, we looked at some pros and cons there. We got a lot of opinions in the chat. Carmen said, sorry for the royal. It's not a royal. Well, Vero actually says it perfectly. Opinions are never a royal. They are like assholes. As Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. They all stink, including mine. There you go. Um, physical attraction is necessary, especially initially, however, not the only aspect. At, um, at least... Que no sea difícil de mirar. At least, they're not, at least don't be difficult to look at. <laughs> Depending how bright the light is and how reflective my scalp is, that could be true. <laughs> um, for a long-term relationship, um, personality is far more important. However, being outright ugly just does not help at all, says the bridge. Good insights there. Um, I've experienced some connectivity issues and couldn't get back in the room until now. Welcome back, Pedro. Okay, let's get into some um, uh, some insights here from um, uh, from people on Instagram. Elise wrote, I think we focus too much on looks. It's really about that deeper emotional connection. When you can vibe with someone on a soul level. Oh, geez, Elise. You had me until you used the words vibe and soul level. <laughs> But yeah, good, good. Thank you for the insight. Um, Raj, um, another message from Raj. How are you doing, my friend? He says, look, I get the whole beauty is only skin deep thing, but you can't deny that attraction starts with the eyes. Yeah, true story. I mean, come on. There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, relationships can grow in various ways, right? They can grow from, um, uh, from they can certainly grow from um, a more kind of intellectual, emotional place. They can definitely start from there. And then usually it develops into a more physical attraction down the road. And I get that. I get that. But I'm just saying, all I'm saying is that's not how most relationships start. You know what I mean? Um, Nora says, in my experience, what lasts is the bond you form of a shared interest and mutual, mutual respect. Um, I've seen plenty of good looking relationships fizzle out because they lacked substance. Nora, great comment. Yeah. That gets the provost stamp of approval. I mean, it's true that physical attraction is not the only um, uh, important factor. I don't think anyone would argue that. But is it overval? Is it over sobrevalorado? Is it over? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Overrated. Hmm. Um, and then Alex here says, physical attraction matters, no doubt. It's like the initial spark. But for the long game, you've got to have more than just that from Alex. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. You do have to have more than that. It is more than, um, more, it has to be more than just an initial physical thing, right? But is physical attractiveness overrated? Because if you open any dating app, it seems to be the number one linchpin of everything. Do you know, a, can you name a single dating app that doesn't involve you uploading pictures? Can anyone name one? Well, you don't upload any pictures, you just chat. <laughs> can you think of one? I mean, I can't. I can't. Which would, which would tell me that the... Um, the, the whole uh, physical attraction game is um, is where we humans initially make that point of contact, right? Where it's where we initially make that decision. This person's going to be my friend, or this person, you know, go straight to the bedroom. Do not pass go. <laughs> it's a fascinating discussion, and it's easy to be flippant about it. We're going to try and take it a little more seriously. But how did people vote? in the chat okay so i made the statement um that physical attraction is overrated in relationships and you guys said 67 percent false he said no it's not overrated saying that it's importance in that way it's importance in a relationship is either 
is either, you know, has the significance it should, or um, or doesn't, or it should be more, I would imagine. Which I find kind of, I find kind of insightful. I mean, let's not forget on Instagram they said true. True, it's overrated. God, look at someone's insights. Hmm. Here's the thing. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate a connection on a deeper level. And I think when I was younger, it was just so much easier, wasn't it? You look nice. I like the shape of you. Let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think, you know, with a certain level of maturity, that starts to change. I mean, you kind of go from having that, um, from, from having that physical attraction kind of create a more, a more kind of close intellectual or emotional um, connection to the opposite starts to happen where that emotional or, or intellectual connection develops into a more physical attraction. And I think that's kind of what happens or what has happened with me um, as an older gentleman. Um, it's hard to deny the importance, right, of physical, um, a physical attraction because we all change over time. We're never going to be as beautiful as we were 10, 20 years ago. You know, I joke about my looks now, but I used to think I was ugly when I was a teenager. And now I look at those photos and think, you idiot. <laughs> you are beautiful. Look at you. Hmm. So is it important? Is it overrated? I sadly don't think it is. Whereas it's not the only, um, it's not the only um, item in the recipe, right? It is an important item in the recipe. Because even if you make an emotional, intellectual connection, it eventually develops into a physical attraction. You don't just stay in love with a person. Like, my, grandf my grandparents were in love until the day they died, right? And I know, I know my grandfather used to look at my grandmother and just think she was the most beautiful-looking woman in the world. Hmm. It's crazy, but true. Um, it's, you know, we often kind of, I think we link the idea of physical attraction with something very superficial. But it's actually just something that's very, very human, I think. But you know what, guys? That's just my opinion. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions... They're like buttholes. Everyone has one and they all stink, including mine. Let's move on to today's 100 Humans. <laughs> uh, Vero says, I was subscribed to a dating app once, but I unsubscribed because most of the profiles weren't calling. Yeah, dude, it's the worst. It's the worst. That's what, it's like. that was, that's what it was like for me. When I did meet Izzy on a dating app, um... But I'm, I don't know. I don't know. She's got poor eyesight, I think. She needs glasses, bless her. Let's not tell her. <laughs> All right, friends. It was a long walk to work this morning through snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question is, what word would you use to describe a very attractive person? Um, ¿Qué palabra usarías para describir a una persona muy atractiva? What word would you use to describe a very attractive person? I asked them that question. They, you give me your, or they gave me their answers. Your job in the in the audience is to identify those top seven answers. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Rob, I too have spotted myself in old photos and cannot believe it. I like myself less than I do now. Oh, really? Well, complete opposite for me. I'm like, look at you, you had hair. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. This um, the, the answers to this are a lot more simple than you might think. Okay, just as a clue. Just as a little, dropping a little clue-cito. Eh? All right, um, let's turn our attention to Instagram. A lot of people reached out on Instagram. Um... Uh, Materia Oscura, B. Lopez, um, uh, Alex, Raj, uh, Elise, Nora. Okay, let's get into some of those answers. B. Lopez says, sexy. 
Did anyone in the chat say sexy? No one in the chat said sexy. <sighs> All right. Sexy. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Well, well done. B Lopez underscore nine one nine seven seven two etc. Oh, whatever happened to um, easy screen names, eh? Uh, B. Lopez, it's there. It's the third most popular answer with 17 of 100 humans um, saying sexy. <laughs> All right, let's see. Ladybo's trying to get girlfriend points here. Um, Pedro says hot. Hot. <laughs> it's hot there. Pedro, you're on fire. It's there. And with 28 of 100 humans saying hot, it's the number one answer. Pedro, killing it. Just killing it, sir. Um, all right, let's continue. Um, beauty. Beauty or beautiful. Um, Pedro again. Beauty or beautiful. Is it there? Of course it is. Well done. Second most popular answer with 24 of a human, 100 humans saying um, beautiful. So you've identified hot, beautiful, and sexy. There are more. Um, Vero says a bombshell. Look at her. She's a bombshell. Oh, look at him. Is it there, though? No, it's not. It's not there. It's not there. Um, let's see. Gorgeous, says the bridge. Gorgeous. Is gorgeous there? Yes, it is, bridge. Well done. Gorgeous is there. Five of a hundred humans said gorgeous. It's in fifth place. Well done, well done. Uh, cute, says Vero. Cute. Is cute. Mona or mono is cute there. Yes, it is. Well done. Okay, it's clues time. <laughs> Being hard, given that all these are synonyms of one another. Okay, you guys said beautiful. What is the masculine version of beautiful, friends? What's the... There's a masculine version of beautiful. Like, you wouldn't say, oh, Rob, you're so beautiful. Well, you wouldn't say that anyway, but if you were to say it, you would use another, um, another word. You know, beautiful is for... It's more of a feminine word. What you used to describe flowers and butterflies. But if you wanted to say it to a manly man, <laughs> you maybe wouldn't say beautiful. All right, I've got some answers here in the chat. The bridge says handsome. Pedro says handsome. Vero says handsome. Is handsome there? Well done, guys. Handsome is there. It is the sixth most popular answer with four of a hundred humans saying handsome. Okay, there's one. There's one more left to get. Ooh, Vero here says heartbreaker. A heartbreaker. It's not there, but damn, Vero. Heartbreaker, heartthrob. Oh, another great answer. It's not there. Bombshell, another great answer, but not there. Okay, this one's very simple. This is a simple one. Think Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. She was a very blank woman, apparently. Woo! The Roy Orbison song. Blank woman. <laughs> okay, that's a, a word you would use to describe someone who is very attractive. Vero, Pedro, it seems like everybody in the chat has got this one. They've all said pretty. Is it there? Pretty. Oh, well done, guys. Pretty is there. Six of 100 humans says pretty, and it's in fourth place. My God, you're killing it. All right, let's let's um, let's go through the list. In position number seven. When I asked 100 humans what word you would use to describe a very attractive person. ¿Qué palabra usarías para describir a una persona muy atractiva? In position number seven was cute. In position, mono. In position, number. Six. We had handsome. Guapo, right? Guapo. Handsome. Um, four of 100 humans said that one. In position, number. Five. We had gorgeous. 
gorgeous. It's more of a British one is gorgeous. I don't know if I've heard many Americans use the word, use the adjective gorgeous. That's a gorgeous person. I don't think so. In position number four. Pretty. Pretty. In position number three. Sexy. <laughs> I feel like a creep just saying these words out loud. In position number two. Um, guapa. Beautiful. Beautiful. And finally, in position number one. We had hot. Well done, guys. Well done, Pedro, for getting that one. <laughs> Um, when I, I hear pretty and I think quite, yeah, true story, true story, because it is a synonym of quite. That's pretty useful. That's quite useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also means, you know, kind of cute in a very, in a more feminine way. She's, she's pretty. Isn't it sad? Like, hot is transversal. Okay, it's both masculine and feminine. But there is only kind of one masculine kind of... Um, Piropo there. One masculine, handsome. I suppose cute is transversal as well. Sexy too. What am I talking about? Shut up, Rob. You don't know anything. <laughs> Let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. <laughs> Sorry, if you're not watching live, I, my, my fingers are going crazy. Pressing buttons, they shouldn't be. All right, it's time for Complete the News, friends. Um, this is a section where I give you a real news headline give you a real news headline, but I leave out some important information. Your job in the, in the chat is, with the information I give you, to complete the news. All right, let's go. Okay, first piece of news. Well, yeah, let's do the second one. A study says, um, un estudio dice, a study says death, deaths, pardon, muertes, deaths when blank, at tourist hotspots are a public health problem. Study says deaths when blank. So mientras haces algo. Deaths when blank at tourist hotspots um, in puntos turísticos are a public health problem. Uh, son un problema de salud pública. But what is it? Is it A? Is it deaths when getting lost? Muertes... Um, a perderse? I don't know. Is it petting animals? Acariciar animales? Or is it C? Taking selfies? Tomarse selfies? Studies say deaths when blank. Um, un estudio dice que las muertes blank at tourist hotspots and puntos turísticos are a public health problem. Son un problema de salud pública. Is it A, getting lost, perderse, B, petting animals, acariciar animales, or C, tomarse selfies? Ooh, it's a tough one. A tough, but um, as a little clue, perhaps, I would say this is an Australian news story. <laughs> Not to throw you off the scent, but basically everything that lives in Australia is deadly. Everything is the humans. <laughs> okay, everyone in the chat is saying C. We've got Carmen, Vero, Pe um, uh, The Bridge. Everyone is saying C. Okay. Mm. Are you right, though? Let's see. Okay. A study says deaths when... The answer is indeed C. Yeah, yeah. Deaths when taking selfies... Um, at tourist hotspots are a public health problem. A study by the University of New South Wales highlights the significant dangers of taking selfies at tourist hotspots, categorizing it as a public health problem. The study, which analyzed 379 selfie-related fatalities since 2008, found that the most common causes of death were falls from cliffs and waterfalls, followed by drowning. <laughs> Jeez Louise, you know, selfie deaths, that's Darwin, you know, that's just Darwin. <laughs> oh God, I shouldn't joke, you know, um, but still, the majority of victims were young women averaging 22 years old. These fatalities often occurred after individuals climbed barriers to reach perilous spots for their photos. 
The report emphasizes the need for improved signage at tourist locations to inform visitors of potential dangers, suggesting utilizing um, behavior change strategies to direct messaging through social media apps. Yeah, there you go. Look, if you if you want to take a selfie, you die. <laughs> I mean, geez, that's Darwin. That's Darwin. You shouldn't be reproducing if that's the way you are. <laughs> um, let's see what people are saying. That bad, eh? Most probable cause of death was the end of life, says the bridge. <laughs> All right, let's do um, let's do one more. I do have another one for us here. Okay, Mel Gibson, the actor. In Spanish, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson, blank sequel to be shot in Rome and Mexico in January. Mel Gibson's La Secuela de Mel Gibson, blank, se, rode, se rodará. Oh, God, Rob. Good. In Roma y Mexico en enero. Mel Gibson's blank um, sequel. To be shot in Rome and Mexico in January. But a sequel to what? Is it A. Braveheart. B. Passion of the Christ. Or C. Lethal Weapon. I think you call it Arma Letal or Arma Mortal or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Mel Gibson's blank sequel to be shot in Rome and Mexico in January. Um... D not to give you any spoilers for old movies, but didn't he die in the first two? <laughs> oh, not he, but like the main character, Braveheart and Passion of the Christ. Didn't they both die at the end? If you, I'm sorry, if you haven't read the book, that's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> of course, Passion of the Christ based on um, Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I'm going to get messages about today's show. And you know what? I don't care. Um, let's see. Um, oh, the chat is saying B, Passion of the Christ. Just saying, saying, died in the end. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Let's see. Um, I've got a few A's, I've got a C in the chat, but it still seems like <laughs> Braveheart in Mexico. <laughs> hey, look, I don't want to get into the creative mind of Mel Gibson, <laughs> he makes his own choices all right so um i see an a and a c in the chat but b is in the lead let's see if you're right okay M um mel gibson's it is indeed b no fooling you today no fooling you today it is passion of the christ yeah there is a sequel coming i don't understand either um i, I think the sequel uh, to his to his two, two, 2004 film um, he's going into production in 2024 um, and will be, it focuses on the events of Jesus Christ's resurrection, exploring his ascension and descent into hell. There you go. There you go. All right, friends, look, that's all I've got time for in today's show. Um, yeah, you guys did well today. There was no fooling you. Um, friends, so many things. This is the last week of um, shows for 2024. Uh, 2023 makes me sad, guys. I'm going to miss you for a few weeks. Um, so many things you could have been doing today, guys. So many things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me. And it means the world. See you next time.